Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. And I'm joined now by my good friend and colleague from the spun.com, the one and only the great Matt Halatic for our weekly visit. Matt, the Raiders go out. They get the win against New England, their first winning streak. Um, credit to the AP, who I was told, I didn't see this, but I was told yesterday, um, who put this stat out there that Josh McDaniels is the only head coach to beat Bill Belichick, to be 3-0 and against Bill Belichick. The Raiders are 3-3. Three and -three. One game behind where I thought they would be at this point at 4-2, and two, but, but they're winning. They're on a win streak. Your thoughts on the big win by the Raiders? I thought it was a must-win game. We talked about it was a game they had to have. Uh, New England's really struggling. Uh, had one of the two worst offenses in the league. It's a game you got to get at home. Uh, it wasn't always pretty, but listen, there were a bunch of teams that lost ugly games that they, they thought they were going to win over the weekend. So you never apologize for getting a win in the NFL. Sets them up at 3-3 three and three now with some – winnable games coming up to to stick around and, and make some noise potentially in the AFC playoff chase. Yeah. And you know, the thing that sticks out to me is you never apologize for a win. You take the win in the NFL. It's a big win, but how about that defense, Matt? They continue, you know, we call them Patrick Graham's band, uh, Mary band of misfits. The only superstar really is, is at this point in his career is Max Crosby and they continue. Now, listen, we know they're not playing the Chiefs. We know they're not playing the Miami Dolphins. Those games loom large on the horizon, but they weren't there Sunday. But the reality is they're doing their part, and the offense continues to be anemic. We'll talk about that in a minute. But would you talk about that that uh, defense, please? Sure. I mean, the defense has, has stepped up. I think after looking at the last couple of years where the defense was the weaker part of the team and the concern uh, among fans, it's it's got to be encouraging to see them take some steps forward, especially to see some guys. I mean, we know Max Crosby is a monster, but to see some other guys step, excuse me, step up and have an impact is great. Going to need the offense to to be better in order to have a shot against better competition. But the fact that defense has been able to carry them so far to three wins and keep them in in the running uh, going into you know the next portion of the season and listen. Sunday against the Bears is another game that they're going to the defense is going to have to come up big because the Bears are going to be starting an undrafted rookie quarterback. Um, the Bears offense outside of the one kind of outburst it had against Washington in the game of one has not been good, even with Justin Fields. Now he's not playing. Uh, so this is a game where the Raiders defense is going to have to set the tone again and, and carry the load early, I think, too. Yep, I agree with you 100%. You know, one of the things – Let's just go to the anemic offense. I have a, a very detailed article coming tomorrow talking to executives and people around the league about the Raiders' offense. There is no threat of a deep ball with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you saw Brian Hoyer comes in the game and, bam, he hits Mel, you know, Trey Tucker for a 48-yard strike, and all of a sudden the Patriots' defense had to change a little bit. until And, and, and we know that Josh McDaniels, prior to getting to the to Vegas was lauded around the NFL as an offensive genius. That that's that's factual. We know his success that he's already had. We also know that it came primarily with Tom Brady now, but the fact that this offense just 
can't get out of its own way with teams stacking the box, daring them to throw, and the fact that they're not doing it. Or as on Monday when I asked Josh McDaniels about it and he alluded to, yeah, there's some opportunities we got to execute. Interpreting that, uh, I'm not on the field throwing the ball. So you're right. (laughs) I mean, the reality is until the Raiders start making teams unable to stack the box because they have to fear the deep game. This is going to continue, isn't it? And it will. And I think that there's elements to, you know, there's pieces there that would be conducive to being able to be more productive downfield. Obviously, you try to caught the long ball. On Sunday, you have Devontae Adams. Um, so you, you have guys that can go downfield and, and get get the ball, make big plays. How they Trey Tucker? Well, yeah, I said Tucker. He had a big play, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, excuse me, DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter, too, yes, yes. So, obviously, known for his speed. Um, So, you have that element in your offense. It's just a matter of tapping into it. And, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, this is six games in, and he's been banged up twice. And we knew that this was a concern with him coming in. So, his health is in question. Now, if he doesn't play – where do the Raiders go? Do they give Aiden O'Connell another chance? Do they go be with Aiden Brian O'Connell. Boyer? No, so it Aiden, O'Con- Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, who played pretty well in his first start, especially kind of thrown right into the fire against the Chargers in that game a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, how does he kind of tap into that? Is he like – is some rookie quarterbacks are guys that are kind of always – they're going to look to just kind of take what's there and – and be safe with the ball and, and not look to push the issue too much? Or is he going to say, listen, I'm just going to let it rip, and he's looking looking to make plays downfield, and that's where you'll start to see some more of the downfield passing game get involved. It'll be interesting to, to see how that develops if he does start, because like you said Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been able to uh, make good use of, of throwing downfield and, and get teams out of that defense where they're cramming the box and, and really loading up to stop. Josh Jacobs, because they don't trust, um, they don't think that the, the Raiders can beat them over the top. Matt, you and I, this offseason, when they um, were making a quarterback change, were very adamant. We would not have gone to Jimmy Garoppolo, not because he wasn't a good person, not because he wasn't a good teammate, or not because he wasn't a winner, but because he couldn't stay healthy. We, But we both said, this is Josh McDaniels' team. You give him the benefit of the doubt. If he feels that's his guy, and man, the contract they gave him, they're married to him this year and next year. They're married to him. Tells you they were confident. Then they deserved all the credit. Matter of fact, I said they deserved all the praise if he stayed healthy for 17 games and they won nine games, which I predicted. But if he didn't, they deserved all the criticism. So I don't want to hear the excuse, Jimmy's injured now. You knew this was a viable Fact, you know, it's literally like walking into a room with me with a prime rib and then getting angry that you leave it and it's gone. Well, you're with me. It's it's no longer there. When you sign a Jimmy Garoppolo, you know what you're doing. Without, without question. And, you know, I think that this is a, a little bit of a crossroads depending on how, if he has to miss time or depending on if this is something that he deals with, um, down the road because you know, listen, you had concussion, back issues, those are two things you never want to deal with in football, especially if you're a quarterback and you might get hit. Um, 
throughout the game. So how they adjust if he does miss time, it will be you know paramount to what kind of season they're going to have. Uh, but we before we get into full predictions, I think they win this week no matter who is starting. I think the defense mm-hmm. will be able to do enough against Chicago, and the offense will be able to to provide you know just enough to to get a win. It might not be a high scoring game. It might not be a pretty win, but it will be. I do think they win that game, but. In order to – the AFC playoff race is is a muddled mess right now through six games. And there's obviously there's, you know, almost two-thirds of the season left to play. But, you know, the only two teams in the whole conference that I feel pretty safe saying are, you know, out of the playoff hunt are the Broncos and the Patriots. You know, um, everybody else is – Either, you know, there's a couple of teams at the top, but everybody else is kind of in that mix right now where they're fighting and they're battling. And, you know, the, the Raiders are going to have some games coming up that, that are against better competition in the AFC or even against a team like the Jets, who they might be competing for a playoff spot with, depending how the season unfolds. So in, or- in order for that to happen, they're going to have to get this quarterback situation uh, settled out no matter what it is. We know that the Raiders are married to Jimmy Garoppolo through next year. That's their decision. They've got to live with that. they got to eat that. But at some point, if what you're getting from Jimmy is the inability to score more than 19 points in an offense that with all of those weapons, of which you've spent $102 million on, if they're going to be anemic, does Josh need at some point? Because – he needs wins. Does he? Do you think he stays with an Aiden? Do you think he goes back to a Brian Hoyer? Do you, what do you think he does? Because if, if you know, they always tell the players the process, the process, the process. I'm fine with that. But the problem is, is through six games, your offense hasn't scored 20 points. And oh, by the way, this is your. You just finished your 23rd game of leading this franchise. So it's not like you're new. If the process isn't working, isn't Einstein's the definition of stupidity doing the same thing and expecting different results at some point? Do they have to move on? You know, I think that depending on how, you know, the next couple of weeks unfold, I think that you may see a tough decision coming during this season. Not that they're going to move on from Jimmy getting him off the roster, because like you said, they are financially tied through next year but listen josh mcdaniels it's a production business it's a results league they're coming off a season his first year where they missed the playoffs they they their record decreased from making the playoffs in 2021 now he's looking at okay i gotta improve on that and if i'm hanging around the playoff race or i need wins to show improvement and show that my program is is building, even just building for next year, I may have to, you know, make a tough decision and go with a different quarterback for the rest of the season or a, diff- a different po- a point during this season uh, because it gives me the best chance to win. And even if financially it means I have to sit a guy who, you know, I brought in a, was my second choice of quarterback besides Tom Brady, but still a guy that I picked. Third. He wasn't the second. He was the third. But still, still a guy that they picked and gave money to. Right. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, then it, you know, but you you have to go with what's giving you the best chance to win. If there's a, if he feels that one of the other two guys can give them a better chance to win, and they need to stack some wins, it's going to be a decision that he he. That's why they're paying him the big bucks as head coach. Yeah, I agree. You know, Matt, the the thing that that bothers me is twofold. It's every game that are on field that are open. And the other thing is, is I was talking to some NFL team executives and I asked them, do you, after seeing the Raiders, do you think anyone using the excuse of the offensive line isn't giving them time um, is viable? And one general manager uh, texted me back and said, uh, the analytics say he's got time. So, yeah, does he have time on every play? No, but no NFL quarterback does. He has time. He's having the ability. So I thought that was pretty fascinating as well. Listen, when when teams are stacking the box and they're, they're in there and that's open, that's the way. Again, I go back to Hoyer. Bam, he hits Tucker. The Patriot attack has to change a little bit. All right, let's keep moving on. The Raiders have the best special teams in all the National Football League. A.J. Cole is punting like a madman. Daniel Carlson, we know he's an automatic, nearly automatic. Um, But their coverage has been tremendous. That's another bright spot. You look at a defense, it's doing well. You look at the special teams, it's doing well. This team, if someone is looking at it objectively and not looking at it negativity negatively because you hate the Raiders or you hate Josh McDaniels, you can see that framework. You can see the bones of the team we thought that was going to be there that I predicted would be nine wins in ascending. You can see it, can't you? And and you can see the weapons on offense. They're just not being used. You can. And I think that it's all about playing complimentary football, which is why, you know, if your if your offense isn't uh, setting the world on fire, you know, your defense picking it up, specialties picking it up becomes a field position game. It's critical, and I think that they have done a great job with that this year so far. Um, and listen, there are a couple of games coming up, like I said, that they can potentially survive and win by only scoring 19 points or 17 mm-hmm. points. You know, that might 17, 19 points might be enough to beat the Bears this weekend with Tyson Badgen starting at, at quarterback. <laughs> Excuse me. 17, 19 points might be enough to beat the Giants the way the Giants are playing offense in a few weeks. Or even the Jets. The Jets have a great defense, but the Jets' offense has not been lighting the world on fire except for the game against Denver, and Denver's defense is stinks. So, you know, those are some games that they might be able to hang in and win low-scoring affairs where you, you set that framework, defense, special teams, uh, you know, gets you through. They need to pick the offense to pick them up to win some some games later in the year um, or hang against a team like Kansas City or Miami or even San, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers. Um, they do it all the time. Yeah, I, I still do. It's crazy. But um, again, but I do think it's a credit to Josh McDaniels so far through six games that they are three and three because they could easily be. You know, one and five, two and four, if a couple plays go differently, or if the defense 
was getting down and saying, listen, the offense isn't picking us up and, you know, you're not, you don't, you don't play for your teammates or you, the locker room starts to grumble. The fact that they're not there and they are pulling out these games, I think it, you do have to credit the head coach right now. Um, and listen, things can change. Could they lose a couple of games and then your people are ripping Josh Daniels again? Sure, it's the NFL. But right now, I think, especially coming off these last two wins, he does deserve some credit with, without question for, you know, keeping his team ready to play. Totally agree with you. And I was doing a national interview last night and they asked me about um, the locker room and the team quitting. And I said the fact that the defense is playing guts out and the way this team is battling is all the proof you need to know they have not quit on Josh. And they haven't. And I'm not going to, regardless of how much a fam, the fam, some of the fan base wants me to say it, I'm not going to say it. It's just not truthful. But they are watching closely, and and I, and I found it fascinating. Um, one of the players told me this uh, this week, uh, a couple weeks ago when they beat Green Bay. There was a couple of the players that talked about how happy they were for Josh. And this week, uh, one of them mentioned to me um, just how the locker room was. He, he said it was almost like a college locker room after a huge win. It was everybody was celebrating, and it was just such a good time inside the locker room. It didn't feel like, oh, we're, 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 we're treading water. This is a Raider team that if they can get this offense on track and they have all the tools to do that, including a coach with a proven track record, not somebody we're hoping can do it, we know he can. They can be dangerous. And again, I don't think my my uh, preseason expectation of nine wins is unrealistic at this point. And the fact that there is 11 games left and you still haven't played your foot best football and you're not a team saying, gee, we got a bunch of guys who've never done it. We hope they can do it. No, you haven't played your best football, and you got guys on this field with proven track records of being able to do it. That is something of which to find a silver lining. A silver and black lining, you might say. <laughs> or a what? A silver and black lining, you might say. Okay. <laughs> but, um, no, I agree. I definitely do agree. I think the fact that anytime you're able to get wins without playing your best in the NFL – um, you know, it's the old analogy. I think I said earlier in the year after they beat Denver, it's like a starting pitcher. Um, even the best starting pitchers, if they make 30 starts in a year, they're going to have, you know, five, they're going to have five to 10 games where, you know, every, everything's lights out. And they're mm -hmm. going to have, even the best starting pitchers are going to have a few games where nothing works and it's just not their day. They're going to get shelled, whatever. But it's what you do with those other games where you have some things working and other things aren't. Um, you don't you don't feel your best. You got to grind through it. That's what makes the difference in the NFL, um, and is the difference between because it, it's a fine line. I, I've said this for years. The difference between ten and six and six and ten is a lot smaller than than you would think. Now, of course, there's. 11 and 6, 6 and 11, or whatever you want to do, because that's the 17th game. But the difference between, between 
being a wild card, you know, playoff team and the difference between picking in the top, the back end of the top 10 or picking 12th because you're 6 and 10, 7 and 9 is really slim. It's a couple of plays a season. And I think that that's why it's so critical that you find ways to win these games when one aspect of your team is struggling, uh, that you, it's getting picked up by the other two thirds of the team uh, is, is you. Because now you set yourself up for, you have a little bit of a margin for error. Um, obviously, you don't want to, you know, you, you, you want to come out and win Sunday, but, you know, you, you there's not, it's not like you're one and five, two and four. You're like, we have to win Sunday or we have to win a couple of games in a row. You know, we can in order to, to to feel good. No, you you set yourself up with a nice base, and now if you basically play a little bit better than average football the rest of the way, six and five to finish the year, that's nine wins right there, which is what you said, and that probably keeps you at least in the mix for the playoffs. All right, real quick, and then I want to get into something a general manager, an NFL general manager, told me this week. But when you look at this Raiders team. I understand there is a portion that just hates Josh McDaniels. It doesn't matter if, if he went to a Super Bowl, they would be mad. It, it's, it's, it's a vocal group. The majority of Raider fans, and when I say majority, I mean a super majority, 90%. I don't care that I don't think they give a flying rat's butt who their coach is. Just win. Yeah, I know. Just win. I, I, I really don't believe that they're toxic against Josh. I, I just don't think that's the way they are. They're just have been sold the bill of goods of just win by their franchise and they're not winning and they're mad at everybody. I get that. But there is reason to be optimistic about this franchise. And again, I got to get the offense fixed, but I don't think that's being a Kool-Aid salesman because you and I aren't fans. We're fans of football, but not necessarily. We're not Raider fans. Our job as reporters is to just give people an honest evaluation. And and when you look at the fact Josh McDaniels can't get any momentum because he's got people touching him in the backfield, oh, well, that's just a bad offensive line. Is it? Or is it the fact that everybody's stacking the box and you're constantly five or six guys blocking against seven or eight? I think there's reason for optimism. Do I think that they're a Super Bowl team? No, never have. There's optimism if you're being fair to see there's opportunity. Now, they have to go seize it. They've got to go make it happen. That's on them. But there is opportunity here. Without question. And I think, again, it all comes down to the fact that they have won some games uh, this season where they didn't play their best, uh, at least definitely not offensively. They have not played well offensively, even you could say through six games and they're still three and three. Um, and I think that there's, op there's opportunities here to lean on the defense and have the offense pick, pick themselves up and kind of make some incremental improvements over the next few weeks and still stack some wins because there's games that are, are eminently winnable games. Now, you still got to go do it because, as we've seen in the NFL, almost any any given Sunday, things can happen. Anybody can beat anybody almost. But there, right. there's opportunities here for the Raiders. And I do think there's reason to be optimistic because coming off a season going 6-11 and 11 last year and, you know, first six games this year, a bunch of toss-up games. They've played 
Um, five, I think five of their six games have been one score games. The only game that wasn't was the Buffalo one. Um, right. so, you know, you could easily, you, if you lose, if you're one and four, or one and two and three in those five score games, it's a lot, you're feeling a lot different right now, but they're three and two. They're, you know, 500 on the year. And I think that there is some reason for a cautious optimism. Um, now listen, they have to get something going offensively. And I do think if they don't, then Josh McDaniel deserves criticism because he's an offensive-minded head coach. This is – and the offense, like you said, has poured in a lot of resources financially uh, for this year and beyond. So it is not – you know, it, it's a team that is paying its players and planning like they they intend to be good offensively. Uh, so I do think that if they conti this continues, he's open for criticism. But I agree with you, there is some optimism in the general direction of – the franchise through six games. All right. I had an NFL general manager say this to me in the last week, and I thought it was profound. He said, there are eight teams that have a quarterback that they 100% believe can take them to a Super Bowl and win. There are eight teams that hope they have a quarterback that can take them to a Super Bowl and win. All the rest are looking for a quarterback that can take them to a Super Bowl and win. They just don't grow on trees. I thought that was a brilliant analysis. Clearly, I do not believe. Now, I'm not speaking for him, but I think the fact that Josh McDaniels is a diligent man who recognizes his team's deep ball threat is not there. I think that they clearly know we don't have a quarterback that can take us to a Super Bowl and win. I think Jimmy is completely a stop back, a stop gap quarterback. Could Aiden O'Connell be that guy? He could be. I think there's a good chance he could be. I don't, I'm not willing to bet my life on it, but he could be. Could Brian Hoyer? He's 15 years in. I don't think he has enough fuel in the tank to be that long term guy. But Aiden O'Connell could be. But regardless of who it is, Jimmy is not that guy. And it's going to be fascinating to see how they continue down the road. Like we said, they're married to him next year. But what do you think of what that general manager said? Because I thought that was brilliant. I think it's a really good summation of – the quarterback situation in the NFL. I think that there's, you know, a class of elite guys uh, always near the top that have either we've seen them win Super Bowls before or seen them get to Super Bowls and, you know, be on the cusp. And, and you know, their team has the utmost confidence in them. And, you know, all, you know, this group right now in the NFL, I would say, you know, obviously you have your Patrick Mahomes. You have your Joe Burrows, who, who was right there. You would have your Matt Stafford now that he's looking healthy again uh, with the Rams. You would have your Josh Allen's. Uh, I think right after that, you'd say you know Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are confident in him. Lamar Jackson, guys like that. And then after that, you probably in that mix from nine to about sixteen, which still the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL. You have some doubts if your teams and you're hoping okay, you know if. If we get everybody to play well or things break right or the right situation, 
this guy can get us to a Super Bowl and we might be able to win one with him. So I, I think that's a really accurate assessment. And after that, you have teams that are either un, unsure, you know, maybe they're starting a rookie or maybe they're starting, you know, a guy who's just getting his first opportunity. Or you have teams that know they don't have the guy, but they have a rich quarterback in there or, or something like that. And it, it's just the situation they're with. And they have their eyes on the potential franchise guy down the road. I think it'll be fascinating because here's the thing. This is a deep quarterback draft coming up uh, by all accounts from scouts and, and, you know, people that analyze the draft. If the Raiders go eight and nine, nine and eight, like around that area, they're not going to be picking very high. They'll be picking in the middle of the first round. So if you have a quarterback there that you think, hey, this guy is better than Aiden O'Connell, this guy is – we think is the guy can get us to a Super Bowl. You may have to trade up to get him. You may have to, or you may not even be in a position to get that guy. You might not be able to trade up because it would be cost too much capital. So how they go about it. Cause I, I agree. I don't think that Jimmy's is that guy. He did get to a Super Bowl with San Francisco and he got to um, an NFC title game with them, you know, with a perfect situation. But I don't, I think at this point in his career, and I think with the Raiders roster, he's not that guy. But how do they go about procuring that guy? Do, does Josh McDaniels believe he has that in O'Connell? You have to let him play a little bit more to, to figure that out, but we don't know yet. Um, will he look to the draft or look to a trade or look? How does he go about securing that guy? Because that is what makes or breaks franchises. Because you can sorry, get to the. No, I'm saying you can get to the playoffs in the NFL with average quarterback play. A guy who we see teams every single year that get to the playoffs with guys that are, are not going to be Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. But you can't go very far. You can't get past the wild card round. Maybe you sneak out a wild card win if it's situations right, but you're not getting deep into the playoffs unless you have one of those dudes up near the top. It's like the NCAA tournament. Everyone loves the first two weekends because there's lots of upsets, but you always see the same traditional teams. The the cream rises. Okay, I'm going to give you my prediction. I think the Raiders go up to Chicago and get the win 24-13. What do you think? I think they get – I do think this is the first time they get – I think I predicted them get 20 – points uh last week and they did they did although the last two came on a safety obviously but I almost picked the score right I said 20 to 16 and 21 17. I think that they I think they get 24 points this week um I have 24 24 10. I think that they're you know listen I think that they're able to stifle this Bears offense it's a kid who I know the Bears have some type of they're intrigued by Tyson Bajan you know um because he has shown played pretty well in the preseason and, you know, undrafted kid, they might feel like I might have a fine, but listen, this Bears offense has not been scoring, like I said, outside of the the outburst against Washington, who's not a very good defense, and the game they blew against the Bears, I mean against the Broncos, who have a bad defense. So the Raiders have a solid defense. I I, I think it's a game that they win by two scores. Um All right. I'm going twenty four ten. So we bo- we're both. All right, he's the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
We're both thinking the same thing. Good. He's the one and only the great Matt Hellenic from thespun.com. Make it part of your favorites and your daily routine. It is for me. He's also happens to be one of my best buds. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. He's Matt Hellenic from thespun.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.